And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! Hey everyone, training camp rolling along, one preseason game down. Welcome in to the Can't Wait podcast, what will be a somber edition of of the show please subscribe on youtube if you're watching us live give us the thumbs up uh, if you listen on apple spotify after the fact great subscribe there too. tell tell your friends all of that stuff um we're gonna start the episode today with a moment of silence in honor of the end of one of the great eras in jets history the chris strevler era bow your heads And with that, we, we move on, Zach. I know it's been a hard week for you, um, but just dealing with your mentions on Twitter alone probably took a lot out of you. Um, but, you know, no, it's no, no secret that, that we were a pro Chris Traveler podcast, the greatest of all pro Chris Traveler podcasts. Easily, Easily top he, five Chris Traveler podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, released this week, cleared waivers, actually on the IR for the Jets, but... Seemingly, it seems like his his time in pads for the Jets has come to an end. So share your favorite Strebler moments in the chat section. We'd love to hear them. We'll get some of them on the screen. Um, we have our own top five that we're going to go through as well. But just, um, you know, how did your week go, Zach, from when the news broke to you being overwhelmed on social media and just like personally dealing with the news yourself? So the tweets are actually how I even saw the news happen. It was kind of like, you know, how a player finds out he was cut on Twitter kind of thing. That's kind of how it felt for me. I forget. I was doing something where I was, I think I was cleaning my apartment. So my phone was in the other room and I get over to my phone and I have just like, I, I open Twitter and I, all these people tagging me. Are you okay, Zach, 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 are you okay, Zach, Zach Black, Zach Black, Zach Black. I'm like, what is happening? And then I finally see what, what happened. And that was, <laughs> it was, it was jarring. Like it, First, that scared me for sure, um, and then it saddened me, of course. And uh, yeah, it was uh, you know he didn't have a great game the other day. It turned out he hurt his wrist at some point, so obviously that's the only reason why his throws were inaccurate. I think he like hit his wrist on like a helmet or something like that. That's um, obviously the only reason that his throws were inaccurate. I mean, that's the only one I could think of. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, you know he didn't get to have another legendary preseason. You know, Salah called it last year like a Hall of Fame preseason, and. You know, we thought maybe he'd just be enshrined while he was there in Canton last week. Um, but unfortunately, you know, God had other plans, as they say. So uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it sucks. He's, he, he is, you know, we're, we're very pro Chris Traveler. Our group text message has his name in it, you know. And his picture. Uh, and his, we updated yeah. it. Maybe we jinxed him changing the photo. Maybe that. Maybe oh, that's else. a good point. Did change yeah. the photo last week. Um, so yeah, you know, I I don't know. I thought you know we'll get into it a little more here as you go through the top five. I I thought he would stick around on the practice squad. 
Um, it became clear at a certain point that Tim Boyle was always going to be the QB three probably. Um, but I thought he could stick around the practice squad, extra arm. Maybe you call him up, do a little Taysom Hill package for him, you know? Uh, but you know, now we have to just suffer and move on without Chris Drevler in, in, in our jets lives, at least for the time being. So, so we had a rule last year that every single episode of can't wait at some point we mentioned Chris Drevler. I think we're probably going to have to move away from that. Oh, I know. And some people, some people are saying this is like when little Sebastian died. And yeah, that's, that's that's a great reference. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be hard now. I mean, you know, my, my goal is to try and get him on here. I, you know, I do have a connection with them, so I'm hoping I could get him to come on. We had talked about uh, at the end of the season, me and him talked about having him on and the summer kind of got away from us and I was traveling, you were traveling. Um, but we'll try and get him on here. We got to get him for some thoughts. Probably see, see, see if he knows about, you know, the, the kind of cult army we've helped create with his, with his presence here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So let's go through our top five uh, Chris Strebler moments, uh, throw in any others that you're thinking of at home as we go through these. But number five is actually the, the most recent one. And it is, in fact, the current picture of our group text with you, me and Marissa Dunn, our, our usual producer. And here it is. Chris Strebler at the Hall of Fame last week in full old school gear in Canton because he should have played back then. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, he's he was a man you know, out of time a little bit, you know. He uh he blocked. Look, he just like that just fits him so perfectly the football, everything. And they didn't need to throw it as far back then, so he would have fit it right in. So <laughs> um I'm just kidding. Um yeah, that you know, it was it was a very funny photo. I like tagged him in an Instagram thing about it and he and he laughed at it. Uh he's yeah, he was he was very popular among his teammates. Like his teammates like loved him. <laughs> Taylor said I am stravastated. That's genius. That should be the, that should have been the title of this episode. We are, I can change that. Um, (laughs) um, But like, you know, we have a few more things to go through, but one thing I always did notice, like he, his energy was always like crazy high. Like unlike any quarterback, like he was always getting really amped up during practice, everything. Like you always saw him getting the most amped out of everybody on the sideline. If he knew he was playing, he, he, you could see him like getting, I I think somebody uh, tweeted a photo at us. Um, or maybe it was me or a video of him on like on the sideline getting amped up and ready to go out before the game. Um, so yeah, he had that, he had that energy in his team. He was very popular in the building. I would say. I'm going to leave this photo up as we go through the rest of the top five, just so people can, <laughs> can enjoy it. If you're watching us on YouTube and to describe it, if you're just doing the audio, he was at Canton last week. Uh, he's got the old school shoulder pads on the old leather helmet with no face mask and the old football that was, wasn't really the shape you would want to be throwing back then when it was just mostly a, a, uh, a running sport, but he's in the full pass pose. It's, it's magical. That's all I can say about it. Uh, all right. Number four on the list and, and three of the five are the preseason from 2022, <laughs> because really that was, that was peak Chris Trevler. Legendary. Uh, Preseason game 2022 versus the Giants. 10 of 13, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Jets win 31 27. Uh, that was the the that first the, one? No, the last one. I believe that was the last one last year. I, I think he had a touchdown to Calvin Jackson at the end, who was another like training camp guy last year. Yeah, it was it was just like it like it was a perfect capper because it was like three games in a row where the same thing happened where uh, we'll get into the other ones, but it was, it was, he made the end of these preseason games fun. He would like come in and then it got to a point where like, all right, we kind of got to watch what happens now. So Strebler time. All right. Number three, 2022 preseason versus the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Six of nine, 62 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Jets come from behind again, 24-21 over the Eagles. I mean, I'm even much to add. It was just like a classic strap performance come from behind. That's why, I, you know, when he came in the other day against in the Hall of Fame game, um, yeah, Calvin Jackson had went boy green pointed out. He had Calvin Jackson had a game winner in two of those games. That's why Calvin was people were very mad when Calvin got cut last year. Yeah. He's one of those Pre- that people kind of forget about pretty quickly. Preseason star. Um yeah, but yeah, that was another Strev comeback for sure. Number two, I think the best of the comebacks, uh, preseason versus the Falcons, eight of eleven, hundred and nineteen yards. Actually threw an interception in this one, but also had a touchdown. And the Jets rally for twenty-one unanswered points to win 24-16. I mean, this one was amazing because so he had he had been signed and so they had Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson, obviously. And he was the fourth quarterback. He was not getting reps, team reps in practice, because usually it's first team, second team, third team. And he wasn't competing for the third team job like he was this year. So he wasn't like stealing reps from Mike White, who was the third stringer at the time. Um, so he didn't basically didn't get any reps at, at practice until like the day of the game or something like that. And then I think that's when Zach Wilson got hurt. No, Zach Wilson got hurt against the Eagles. Um, wait, so maybe I'm confusing the games, maybe. What did. did was the first game the Eagles game or was the first game? Eagles the was the game? first game. Okay, yeah, I Eagles messed it up. The first okay, so I would have had the Eagles and Falcons flip flop actually is what I would say. Because uh, okay. the, oh, the Eagles game is when he he came in like without any practice and led to a, led a comeback. But the Falcons one was also great. I mean, I clearly don't know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, we all remember this one, though. Number one on the list, week 16 last season versus Jacksonville. I think it was Thursday night, right? It was prime yep. time. Uh, it was an absolute disaster. Maybe the low point of the season as far as the Jets go. Uh, as they lose the game 19-3, to Zach Wilson pulled. But for a brief moment, for a brief little stretch, Jets fans were given this glimmer of hope as Strev came in 10 of 15 for 90 yards, Almost drove them for points, but did not. But there was talk about the, I guess what we should talk about is like, it was at home and the feeling in the stadiums. Oh my, it was, it was wild. I'm sure some people who are listening were at the game. Um, First people were cheering Zach Wilson getting taken out of the game, which I'm sure was tough for Zach to swallow. And he was benched for a practice squad guy. And the cheer, like, Boy Green just referenced it. The, the pass he he hit CJ Uzama on, which was like a fifty yard gain, very very underthrown. Should have been a terrible long touchdown. pass. Terrible. But it pass. got it was the loudest cheers I maybe heard all season because yeah. he completed a pass and it was Strevler. I think was like honestly part of it. Um, I had a lot of support both in the press box and on Twitter when he came in. It it the the crowd was like going crazy. Like it was one of the weird. Like it's almost going to be something that doesn't even sound real when we talk about it in the future. Like remember when in a game with playoff implications, that guy Chris Trevler went in and the whole crowd was giving him a standing ovation, essentially. Like, it was it was wild. And the offense was moving with him, which it wasn't with Zach Wilson, which is why they kept him in. Like, the offense, whatever you want to say about, you know, his throwing ability down the field, he was running, he was he was getting some short passes, and he almost led them up the field. He couldn't quite get, get them to the end zone and whatever. You can go through the issues on offense, but um, it was wild. It's going to be a game that, even beyond my my attachment to this to this uh this folk hero, I uh it was just like a weird moment in Jets history that I feel like fans are gonna remember for a while. Yeah, and the th- if people don't remember it, the throat he's on it, he it was bad. He had to come <laughs> back for he was wide open, running free, and he basically had to stop and almost like dive back for it to make the play. But 
none of that matters. It was still a 50 yard game. Yes. And a pre- preseason hall of famer, Chris Traveler, regular season MVP in our hearts. Yep. And you will be missed. Thank man. you for all you gave us in these and last, we'll, this last year. Hopefully we can get you on the pod. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's move on to more. Uh, well, not more <laughs> we went, serious because we went we went eleven minutes without talking about joint practice, hard knocks, or the hall. Well, we talked about the Hall of Fame game a little bit. Yeah, that's I. <laughs> I mean, that was a while ago now. And to be honest, the most exciting thing was the lights going out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's not true. Well, one Zach Wilson ending, throw, yeah. but we'll get to that. On I actually have that as a note from Hard Knocks, so we'll get yep. to the Zach Wilson throw in Hard Knocks. Um, but joint practices, let's get to that. That is the most timely thing, Zach. We didn't even mention that you were actually in South Carolina with the team, checking out the joint practices with the Carolina Panthers. I'm not sure if it's hotter there or in my apartment right now, where it was so nice this morning that I have the fan going, but then this time of day it just got hot and i can't turn the air conditioning on because it'll mess up the podcast so podcaster problems <laughs> i'm i'm dying right now but oh, anyway so how is it in how is it in south carolina before we get into the football it's hot so as hot as it is by you the humidity is worse here that's um and i have become a, a very big baby in this weather i i used to be able to handle it better i thought i feel like it's gotten worse i don't know global warming and stuff but uh Antoine Staley, who covers the Jets for the New York Daily News, is always giving all of us crap because they're always complaining about how hot it is. And he like grew up in the in the South, so um, so we were complaining. He's like, "This is nothing. What are you guys talking about?" But I was sweating a lot, and yeah. so that makes me crank. Especially, I, I was a genius and I didn't eat anything all day either until I had barbecue at three p.m. for for lunch, which was delicious. I had bad barbecue yesterday. I won't name the place. I went to Moe's today, which was very good. Carolina barbecue. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so South Carolina, you know, we're in Spartanburg, which I don't know the area that well. It doesn't seem like there's like a lot to do here. I've always wanted to go to Charleston, but yeah, joint and joint practices like impact football are always fun because you get to see, you know, for us, like we're in it for so long. You like we always talk about on here. It's hard to tell sometimes if like a certain group is good or a certain group is actually bad or if they're just going against you know, the right or wrong matchup again in their against their teammates like the offensive line, defensive line conundrum or whatever. And you actually get to see them against another team. Today was a very intense practice. I think tomorrow is going to be a lighter one. So I think it's good we're doing this today. Um, yeah, I, I always enjoy covering joint practices because you get to see another look. The tough part, uh, the way it's set up at the P- Panthers facility, like where we're allowed to stand, is we're on, we're on one of the end zone sidelines. And depending on what direction they're going, we can like, it's really hard to see what's going on sometimes. So it was a struggle to like, in some, for some moments, to, especially the end, uh, the move the ball drill, which, We'll talk about because it, it was kind of a disaster for the Jets. Um, it was hard to see a lot of stuff, which is kind of frustrating. But 
Um, and there's the challenge of, all right, am I going to watch the offense against the other team's defense or am I going to watch the defense, the other team's offense? It felt like the right move was offense there and Rogers. And the, you know, the, I feel like there's more questions on that side than there is on the other. And watching Aaron Rodgers is different than watching Zach Wilson was last year. So, um, although Bryce Young, I was intrigued by, but yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it was yeah. a lot of, it was, it was fun. I, I always enjoy these. And I, I think there was a good, good amount of Jets fans in the crowd, by the way. I was pretty surprised they nice. made the trip. It's all a lot of cheese heads. Um, yeah, so it was a it was an interesting day for sure. You get to see the it's better than the preseason in a lot of ways because the preseason you're just seeing the position battles and backups for the most part, whereas you're seeing the the starters here. All right, let's get into what was happening and not happening. What wasn't happening was Sauce Gardner practicing. Yeah. Um, so give us an update there. Um, it is an injury. What's yeah. the report? Yeah, so Salah said that he felt something and they practiced on Tuesday back in New Jersey. Uh, said he felt something in his quad so they held him out out of precaution today i'm guessing that would mean they'll hold him out tomorrow just to be completely safe but you never like to hear that like as, as we were trying to figure out among the beat writers if sauce ever missed a practice last year i don't think he did not 100 percent on that but do not think he did so it's something to keep an eye on i wouldn't be concerned although you never know with timeline uh, sala even joked he's like the, he said eric who's the pr guy for the jets he's like he always gets mad at me for giving timelines for injuries <laughs> and I think we all would agree that um, he, yeah, he, he probably should avoid doing it unless he's like actually definitive, but you know, whatever he's, he's the coach. I'm not, um, but, uh, and he's always optimistic is the reason why like he's always like erring on the side of optimism. And sometimes, right. like, you know, the Mackay thing last year was the worst example of that, obviously. Um, so yeah, you have that. And then you have Carl Lawson who, you know, he said the same thing about him, about it. He has a lower back issue. I think he said some tightness. He's not missed three straight practices since Salah first said that, it was just a precaution. So, again, that's something to keep on. I'm not even sure if Carl Lawson traveled with them. I, I don't think I saw him on the sideline. So, um, and if it's a back injury, I guess that, yeah. As somebody pointed out, Carl Lawson's injury. I, was talk- I wasn't I was covering the Jets in 2021 with those Packers practices, but I was talking to Brian Costello today. He was telling me about how crazy it was seeing Carl have that injury and how they kind of everybody knew immediately that it was season ending and how sad it was. And it was in Green Bay. And it's been a, a lot of change for the Jets since that moment. But, um, I, yeah, I, I, I get this, the fear, especially because this was a contact practice with pads and well, no, nobody was tackling to the ground or anything. There wasn't really any fights either, which was disappointing. But anyway, yeah, injury-wise, those two. Garrett Wilson did return to practice on a limited basis, so no that's team good. drills, but that's positive. Chas Arad, we're going to get into, was out. Uh, and Bryce Hall was also out. So Brandon Eccles got the starting job at a corner, and he played really well, actually. Got a pick, right? Eccles yeah, had an interception. Yeah, pick six, yeah. Yeah. So well, that and that's encouraging because he's had his struggles this yeah. summer. Um, so good to see depth there um, as far as how he's doing on making the roster. Um, all right, do you want to start with the good or the bad? Let's start. Let's start with the good because you said yeah. you watched mostly the offense. So yes, uh, or actually that would be the bad. Well, there, there, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so we can the start offensive with the line is what we think it is, right? Is that fair to say? Yes, that and that would qualify as bad. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, Shardell River says uh, Jamie and Sherwood was in a little scuffle today. I, I did see, I didn't see that side. So maybe there was one in the defense. There was like a small one on offense, but I couldn't really see who was involved. But yeah, anyway, the offense, you know, one thing I, I wrote this in my observations, which are on the athletic, and I hope you guys read them because they're pretty in depth. Uh, Rogers is like, it, if he's frustrated with something, I think he can't help himself but like say how he feels about it is what I've noticed. And I'm sure that'll be more pronounced when the games happen. But, you know, he said it was a pretty good practice. The run blocking was good. Uh, and then he said we had some issues in the pass blocking. And then 
you know, with some follow-ups, he went more specifically off the edge was the issue, which AKA <laughs> the tackle position. Um, you know, I, it's, we've talked about it multiple times. I feel like, I know, I guess we've only done like one or two pods since the start of camp, but uh, I've written about it. I've heard some concerns about it, both in the fan base and people around the team and stuff like there's, there's concern about the offensive tackle. Max Mitchell and Billy Turner have been getting all the first team reps. They've been switching back and forth. Max Mitchell was at left tackle today. I don't know that they should keep switching them back and forth necessarily. Although it's tough because they kind of both need to be ready for both spots. I, I just don't see Max as a left tackle really. Um, and I, if I putting money on it, I'd say Billy Turner is probably the favorite to start, which I know is going to fire up some fans. Um, Max Mitchell had a rough day. Um, he went against Brian Burns a lot, which, you know, Brian Burns will do that to even really good offensive linemen. He's one of the best edge rushers in the league. I will, I should say that, you know, I think Connor McGovern kind of alluded to this and I've heard from people uh, around the team that, you know, they weren't necessarily scheming around the the Panthers. Like you don't, they didn't really have time to scheme for the Panthers leading into a joint practice. So I don't think they were like adjusting necessarily to Brian Burns. I think they would have approached it differently if it was like a game situation. So in theory, it would have been a little better, but they didn't do that. So the offense wasn't really be able to do as much as they maybe should have because, you know, there was a play where Max, he got around Max Mitchell so fast that he like tapped Rogers on the back and the play had to end because you know, they had to call a sack because the Jets haven't been calling sacks throughout camp. Right. Um, and that was just a consistent thing. The offensive line was just, you know, they were letting things get blown up, especially around the edge with Rogers in there. Um, there was some drops early in practice in seven on seven, which doesn't involve offensive linemen. Um, and yeah, so it, I don't know. It, it was concerning. And then the two minute drill, uh, which I said, I, I couldn't see like everything perfectly, but I do know that first player Rogers completed a short pass to Michael Carter. Second place, he got sacked quickly. Third play, he threw an incompletion while pressured. So it was three and out during a two-minute drill. And everybody was kind of annoyed by that. Um, Connor McGovern put it 100% on the offensive line, and I, I kind of agree with him. And the, the concern for me is mostly on the outside. I, I've been saying this the whole time. I'm not as concerned as necessarily everybody because I, I really think once Dwayne Brown is healthy and playing, that they'll be in much better shape. And I do think if you have four – solid offensive lineman you can survive and if there's one weak spot then you kind of learn to live with it um and i do think they'll have that depending on what you feel about lake and tomlinson but to this point in camp it's the biggest concern on this team if they do not protect aaron Rodgers, this team is not going to contend for the super bowl and they're gonna have even trouble making the playoffs like that it's it's that big of a concern um i, I think it's too early to panic as i've said this was the first time they went against somebody and and the starters played and it was still bad and so I think that's reason for concern. You know, I personally, at, at a certain point, I'm not saying I'm ready to do this yet because you need to see what Dwayne Brown looks like and all that. But at a certain point, do you consider putting ABT at right tackle when you like, you know, maybe once Tittman's ready, you can do a Tittman and McGovern together thing. Um, but yeah, so that that was a concern. On, on the flip side, on a positive side, I should say Mekhi Becton, who again has only gotten snaps at left tackle, so it doesn't seem like he's actually in the right tackle conversation, I would say. Um he didn't finish the practice, which, as I've been saying, until he finishes a practice, a game, gets all his game reps that he's supposed to, like not checking out after seven snaps, you know, they're not going to consider him for first-team reps. It's just not, they, they need to know that he can play the entire day. Um, but he looked really good, I thought, today. He blocked – I forget the guy's name. There's a backup edge rusher. the first time that he's really looked good in your mind? Not, not the first time, no. He's looked, like, solid at times. It, he just hasn't, like – gotten through a whole practice is kind of the main yeah. issue I've had. 
Um, there are definitely days where he's not been good, I should say. Like, it's not been all good. Um, but today he was good. There was a block he had on a run where he, like, stuffed a guy into the ground. Like, it was an old-school Mackay Becton pancake. Um, and that's kind of the thing that gets everybody hyped up. But I, I still have concerns about the stamina and the the confidence playing on the knee, which Salah has reiterated over and over again. And so until they have confidence in that, I don't think he's in consideration to start and it probably won't be for a while until that changes. So I, uh, yeah, I think that's a positive sign. The fact that he hasn't gotten any right tackle reps makes it pretty clear what position he's going to be playing for this team. If Dwayne Brown's not ready to go in week one, you know, maybe they consider him. I, I, I still think they lean more towards Mitchell and Turner for whatever that's worth. Um, but yeah, so the offensive line remains the biggest question mark and it's unfortunate because, you know, that was the biggest question mark coming into the off season too. Other than the two-minute show gone bad, were there some bad moments for or good moments for Rodgers? Yeah, there were some good throws. Um, he had some quick throws to CJ Uzama, uh, and Uzama made some good plays on them. His best throw was, you know, uh, Alan Lazard got behind Xavier Woods, the Panther safety. He was pretty much wide open. It might have been a me- just a mess up by Woods, but Rodgers hit him, and it would have been like a 60-yard touchdown, I think. Uh and I think he had two touchdowns in seven on seven combined with 11 on 11 and both were to Lazard. He threw to Lazard a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I, he, he was, he did not have any like bad throws. Like he was fine. It, it was just a problem of pressure and drops and stuff like that. Like the offense around him had a little more trouble. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he was, he was okay. And then Zach Wilson, I would say didn't have a great day. Uh, There's some, ba- he had a no look throw in seven on seven, it looked like it was kind of on the money to Kenny Oboa. It like hit off. It looked like it hit off his hands and was intercepted. It was a risky throw. I don't know that he should have done it like that. He should have done the regular throw. And I don't know like if the defender got their hands on it, but I was picked off and he got picked off at the very end of practice. Uh, in his two minute drill session, he had three incompletions and one of them was an interception. So I would say not his best day after he had a few good yeah. days in a row. All right, let's switch it over to the other side of the ball, the defense, because I mean, it's interesting on the offense because our, our hope was the reason the offensive line had struggled was because the defensive front is so good. Um, so how did this defensive front fare against another team's offensive line? So it, I didn't get to watch all of the defense because I was focused on the offense. But from what I did see, you know, um, Brandon Eccles, as we alluded to, had a pick six off Bryce Young. Uh, Tony Adams forced a fumble. I don't know who it was on, but he continues to have a great camp. And – the glimpses I got, it did seem like the D-line was having a pretty good day. Uh, and I, th- I think up until the two-minute drill, I think the defense was probably winning against the Panthers' offense. And then Bryce Young kind of pretty efficiently and impressively worked his way up the field, which is like quick throws, taking what was given to him. He has a great arm for a guy who's as small as he is. Like He just like can flick of the wrist and throw it pretty far and hard. Um, he, he did impress me. Uh, Adam Thielen beat... Jordan Whitehead pretty badly on like the second play for a big gain and the Panthers wound up settling for a field goal. So, you know, ultimately they scored in a two minute drill, which in the game situation you can't really have. So it was bad to end the practice, but um, uh, not surprisingly, the defense isn't really my concern right now. Yeah, absolutely. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. 
tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, let's move along to Hard Knocks, because last night was the debut, and I would, I've said this before, I haven't watched Hard Knocks in many years, um, so excited to kind of get back into it and hear the as Aaron Rodgers put it, voice of God again. Um, and we'll get into <laughs> Leaf Shriver's role and, and all of that. But um, I thought it was a solid episode. I thought starting with Joe Namath off the top, like right from the start, was probably easy, but also perfect. Um, and kind of going from there, you had the cuts back and forth before the real open between Namath and Rodgers on the practice field and the red shirts. Yeah. Um, maybe some goosebumps for Jets fans there seeing that. Um and then, like, just from the very start, and we're just on the open now before we really get into the episode. Besides Aaron Rodgers, the very next Jet pictured on Hard Knocks was Michael Clemens with the Lucille mm. bat getting out of his truck, which I thought was awesome. You see this big guy, and, like, if you're not a Jets fan, you're probably like, who, who is that? Um, so I, I thought the, the open was really good. We'll get in – let's get into, like um, – just favorite moments and then we'll do MVPs of the episode too. But I thought from the start, um, it was pretty good. Zach, I didn't think there was any surprises. They hit all the main topics we expected in episode one, which was um, Sean Payton's comments. We already got into the sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson practice relationship, which I thought they would kind of hang on to a little bit because that's just going to be there the whole time. Right. Um, So, I, there once weren't surprises. They hit what I thought they should have. What were your first impressions of Hard Knocks? Yeah, I would say it's my thoughts are kind of twofold. Number one, it's like when you watch it, it's just so clear how like well done and well produced that show is. Like they have the state of the art, everything, everything looks good, sounds good. Um, you know, I ultimately I shouldn't have been, but I I, I think initially I was surprised at how like involved Rogers did wind up being. He seemed to very much love all, all the yeah, focus and attention was... he got on this. Like I, I said in my takeaways that you could have called it a hard knocks Aaron Rodgers Cause it was about him. And then there was this stuff around him. even, you know, there was a part of the beginning of the episode with Garrett Wilson on his way to the facility. And he was just talking about Rogers and, and the way they transitioned to sauce was kind of like through that lens. And it was cool to see sauce's graduation. Um, 
and yeah, and the solace stuff, the speeches, I think, you know, it was, it's always fun seeing the coaches behind the scenes. You see Jeff Ulbrich and he likes to say the F word a lot. And I, I'm a big fan of Jeff and his personality. Um, didn't see Ron Middleton yet, which was surprising uh, in terms of like assistance. But so I think those were all positive. I, I think the thing that surprised me the most, and again, it's only been the first episode. There's still, I guess, five more uh, or four more. I can't even remember how many episodes are in the season, but uh, they didn't, ha- they didn't do like anything on the bottom of the roster guys. Like they kind of like yeah. threw in something at the end about Chaz Surratt, which was a cool moment, but it, it almost felt like they did that to be like, Oh crap, we haven't done anything on anybody, but the like three stars of this team. Um, so I think, you know, they clearly wanted to draw people in, which is probably why they did that. Everybody watching the first episode, you give them what they want in terms of the stars. Um, but yeah, so I, going forward, I, you know, I guess I don't know how much more there's to show about like sauce and Garrett necessarily. Uh, so maybe that, there's that segment was actually a little disappointing yeah. to me. Cause I, I don't, maybe it's not there. I wanted to see a little more like just interaction between those guys. There was one cool moment where Wilson was like, you got, you know, you were tugging on my shirt there down low. That yeah, like, that's that really cool, good. Yeah. Basically, complimenting him on how good he was at it. And it was he was like, brief, yeah, "Yeah, I thought you would knock it off." And like, like that was cool. But I wanted to see more. I wanted to see like trash talking, which I don't know if they actually do or not. But like, I'm sure they uh, do. But yeah, you're you're right. It was pretty brief moment because it seemed like they were trying to get to other stuff. Um, and so in, in the future, and I I think the most common thing I've seen, and I even tweeted this, is that Michael Clemens and I should say, and maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but. I heard a rumor that Michael Clemens might have been mic'd up by HBO at some point. So I think he might nice. be featured more yeah. in the future. I don't know. They were just I, teasing I, him. There was somebody that. else I was there's somebody else that somebody told me I think it was a like a low key guy. I can't remember who it was. I'm blanking. Uh there was somebody else too that I think is gonna get more more pub. Um, there was a few Strev sightings, but nothing big on Yeah, yeah, a few Strev sightings. One thing that surprised me, and again, I guess they can come back to it, is there was no Brees Hall even mentioned. That's going to be a big chunk of um, these, I think. Yeah, and and like among the like undrafted guys and you know intriguing guys, it, it seems like they're probably going to try and do something on Chasserot because I don't think they would have thrown that in there unless he was going to become like a part of it. Um, he, he's like a I mean, you think he was guy. a star of this team going? Oh yeah, right, Salah loves Salah's him. Apparently, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, "Quote, that's my guy." Then he said, "He's so fast," and there was some f word bombs in there as well. And he said that guy is so good. Just talking about Serato. And, and keep players. keep in mind that the Jets get like right of first refusal for like what shows up on the show. Right. So they like, could have you know, let's get the chess rot thing in there. Or I guess they could be trying to trick somebody into claiming him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'd I'd say that was that would be like the negative side of things. Um I'm curious to see. I feel like Tony Adams is a guy that's primed to get like featured because he's been in the talk of camp. Uh maybe Jason oh Jason Brownley, I think, was the other one I heard that might be featured on a future episode. Um, I know fans are obsessed with him. So, um, Hey, look who's in the chat. Hey, Marissa made it. She made Say it. Hi to Marissa. If you're joining us on, she, she on wanted to, she needed, a, she said she needed to pop in. To, yeah. She's going to start up. She'll be joining us at some point actually on the pod too, but there she yeah. is. So everybody can stop listening to us. By the way, someone who did appear on, on hard knocks briefly, Mr. Michael Dunn. Oh yeah. Quick. <laughs> Showed him after the, I believe, after the Hall of Fame game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, walking yeah. by in the background. There was some cool um, behind the scenes type stuff with the players. There was one. Um, they were talking about going to a Broadway show, and it was oh, yeah, just was fun because they were like, "I oh, got a suite," God. and they were like, "Dude, there's there's no suite." Well, they're more comfortable seats. I don't know. And then they just giving each other crap. Well, and then well, they, yeah, said, "Yeah, that's what I was about to say." So, well, so first, well, so it started because. 
at uh, who, it was Solomon Thomas. He was like, I didn't invite you because I knew you would just talk the whole time. And and then Intentional Smarts, like, um, I mean, most people that are in here have probably watched it, but uh, Intangel Smart was like, no, nah, I can be sophisticated. I, you know, I like charcuterie boards. He said car, car, carcuterie boards. boards. Car boards. Yeah. And, I, and I thought after that point, he for sure would, because I, as I predicted, he was one of the, in, in my preview for Hard Knocks, I wrote him as what candidate to get featured because he has a fun personality. They didn't yeah. even go back to him the rest of the episode. No, like, come on. Clearly, he's like, it's like there was one year, I forget what player it was or what team, but there was somebody who like didn't believe that dinosaurs are real or something. Um, and they kept going back to that. Like, you got to go keep going back to Tansel Smart, is what I think. Um, uh, before we before we get to MVPs, um, one thing I thought was interesting was so they showed the play, the Zach Wilson throw, because it was like the only big highlight from that game. Um, and they did it. It was cool. They had Aaron Rodgers talking on the sideline and Zach Wilson and Rodgers is just saying, like telling him where to throw it basically like well, so, over so and over Red, and over again. So we need a, like, so yeah. I asked Rogers about it today and this yeah. is kind of what I thought. So he said he's getting too much credit for that because number one, he said he was telling them to throw bombs all day. <laughs> so, and they just focused on ha- that one. And number two, he said he didn't have access to Zach Wilson. He just had the coaches in his headset. So, oh, so that's Zach what I was wondering. So maybe the coaches said. It. So maybe the coaches said to Zach, like Aaron wants you to go to Taylor, and that's why Zach was like, "Give Aaron credit for that." Um, but um, by, the way, show, by the way, Mar- Marissa said she's so upset about Strev, but she's all aboard the Tim Boyle hype train. Um, so Marissa's. Um, Offer but condolences. What I was going to say was like, and this is good. That's good context because my thought watching it, the way they sold it was like, we can't even give Zach Wilson credit for this throw because Aaron's just like, <laughs> throw, it there, throw it there, throw it there. And he throws it and he hits him. But that makes sense. If he's, if he can't hear Aaron, then it's a yeah. thing. And well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Roger saying, let's, let's bomb it out. Maybe they were like, all right, let's do it finally. And then, yeah. so maybe he did have like influence over it, but didn't like call the play or whatever. I would so, say for one preseason throw, it probably got a little too much attention, but they needed something. Yeah. The game. Yes. So it was kind of funny seeing how into the game Rogers was on the sideline. Cause he was like getting yeah. mad at penalties and he was like, him and Gardner. Yeah, that was good. yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. I mean, he, he looked the part of a coach cause he both has some gray in his, in his beard and he like, he had the headset on. He, he just like, he looks like he could be a coach. So, I mean, he pretty much is for this team, but. Yeah. All right. I think we should each pick an MVP from each of these episodes as we make our mm. way through. Um, I'll go first this time. You can go first next time. How about that? We, we alternate. All right. So I was going to, when I started watching the episode, I was like, Robert Sala is going to be the MVP of this episode. And he started strong. He had the, the speech in the, um, in the film room and they're showing all the guys locked in and he tells the Eagle Crow story, which was awesome because we talked about it on the podcast last time. And he had made that comment about Eagles flying high. And I was like all in, I'm like, here we go. And the, during the game stuff from Sala was great. And Rogers like giving him crap for being too optimistic. Like all of that was good. I think Sala played really well as we knew he would on hard knocks, right? Like there was no doubt he was going to kind of steal the show. He's not my MVP. My MVP is the voice of Hard Knocks, Lee Schreiber, mm, who I think stole the show. Pick. The helicopter entrance, like oh the the meta the meta comment like, the meta commentary he had meta commentary yeah, he had. Like, I thought it would have like, been fine if I just drove up, but they didn't think that would be dramatic enough. He did not <laughs> like that was. I was like, I, that was the, he's never even been on the show. I don't think I was watching. No, and he said that as the first time he'd been to practice. And yeah. then, like, Rogers is either faking it really well or actually is a big fan 
Um, Leif Schreiber's just great. I don't know. Did you, were you a He's Ray Donovan fan? I, the first few seasons, my family, yeah. my parents loved that show, but he, he was in a lot of stuff yeah. like movie wise, you know, he was in a crappy Wolverine movie as um, Sabretooth. I thought he was actually really good in that. Um, he was in, uh, I think he was, wasn't he in the movie spotlight? He was like, he's, yeah, he was in spotlight. Yep. He was in some yep. stuff and like uh, the Manchurian candidate. I think he was the bad guy in that. If I remember correctly, he, he's just like one of those act- for a while. He was like, kind of like a great character actor. Then he became like a little more when Ray Donovan came out. Um, and he's been doing this forever. Yeah. The, yeah I mean, I remember yeah, when he was at, when he was at practice, I, I, I didn't like see him, but people were talking about how Lee Schreiber was there. So they're like, all right, he's going to be on. And it was funny. Like Rogers uh, give first, like telling the quarterbacks, go, go say hi to him. Go, go. Like Zach Wilson has no idea who Lee Schreiber is. That's for sure. And then he gave Hackett, He's like, he said to Hackett, like, why are you being such an asshole? Go talk to him. Yeah, he was, um, that was funny. That, that yeah, whole thing. It's like, I'm not being an asshole. Yeah. Um, Sal, Sal ended up talking to him for a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, that but was great. That, that he was, had a little good. bit about um, how he was a cornerback back at Brooklyn Tech in high school and, you know, dreaming of playing in the NFL as a 55 year old. Like, it, it was just the whole thing was perfect. I yeah. thought it was something like that would be later in the show. Is he a Jets fan? That's it probably one, it probably should have been later in the show, honestly, because you know they probably should be focusing more on Jet stuff in the beginning. But maybe they figured they'd get it out of the way now and then focus more on the Jets the rest of the way. Um, if I'm going to give a runner up, uh, well, you get to pick your MVP. Yeah, my you MVP. You just can't go with Leave Schreiber. Hmm. So I'm tempted to say Garrett Wilson because I thought the part where he was talking trash to the defense uh, when they lost the practice, and he's like, "How does that grass taste?" He was like yelling that at them. <laughs> Thought that was great. I'm gonna go Jeff Ulbrich, actually. I, I, he, he looked. I know Salah had some great speeches, but Ulbrich. I mean, he says the F word like every other word. But um, some of the like, I, I tweeted one of his quotes. It was like, um, we're not gonna let them gain a fucking yard or like whatever, whatever it is. Like just that, their mindset. And you can see why their mindset is the way it is. The way he was talking about even Rodgers, like that was Ulbrich, great talking Ulbrich, about Ulbrich, Ulbrich. I think is very yeah. likable. I think he got a bad rap with Jets fans that first year because the defense is really bad. I think he got a little too much blame for that. Um, and I know some fans over the years have been upset with over the years, only two years, but with the defensive line rotation. But I think it pays off ultimately when they're still good at the end of the year, especially with how good they are defensive line now. But yeah, Ulbrich for me was was the MVP. You could argue Rodgers, I guess, but there might have been a little too much Rodgers ultimately. It was too yeah. choreographed. Honestly, Tenzel Smart deserves an honorable mention just because he had the quote of the day. So he's the what do they call it? The uh, the heat check winner. Yeah, right? like, on, like on the rewatchables the from the ringer, they, the show, they call it yeah. the Dion Waiters Award. The guy who pops yes. comes in and scores a bunch and yeah, microwave score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy for that. He was great, and maybe we'll we'll get more of that as we go throughout. So overall, I think I would give the episode a B. I think it was solid. Yeah. Uh, I think it hit all the points. I should say the um, one one jet stri- oh, oh, another moment that we didn't bring up. It was even better on one jet's drive, uh, but the Method Man moment where he like spoke to the team that was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yep. and he quoted um, ourselves. Yeah, brought up in the chat that there was actually, and I wonder if this was we talked about the Jets having the right um, to edit these things. Not a mention of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think that was intentional. I don't think they. Yeah. I think when that happened, unless they had signed him shortly after that, I don't think the Jets had any interest in, you know, putting that dog and pony show on on there. And I wonder if Cook thought it would just appear on there and that would help him or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but that that was probably. I mean, maybe HBO started with it in there, but the Jets, I'm sure the Jets if they yeah. had edited anything, no need to have that in there. All right, yeah. well, on to week two. 
on to week what four for the preseason, but on to week two of hard knocks, and we'll we'll keep checking in. I think we went heavy here. We went like fifteen minutes. I think this segment, as we go through, gets, gets yeah, a little we'll, shorter. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably more just like throwing awards out or whatever. No yeah, we'll give so. MVPs. We'll talk about a highlight or two because I mean it's interesting. It's fun, and uh, hey, everyone loves TV and movie reviews, so we'll keep it going. But definitely not doing fifteen minutes every episode. Um, that'll take away from us talking about terrible things like golf and Ugh. ocean city food and all the stuff that people <laughs> love. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can by the way, about- ocean, we did not mention on the ocean city episode, which I should have titled it that ocean city, uh, coffee company. Oh yeah. They, I've been there once. I haven't been. Oh really? Was, yeah. Cause well, cause I wasn't drinking coffee when I was a kid going there, but yeah. I oh, went there right. A couple so of there's ago. two of them. There's one of them on, uh, off the boardwalk, but there's two on the boardwalk. Um, and we got up, me and my wife got up and went for a walk every morning on the boardwalk and they open at like 6am and on our way back, we would stop and get, of course, Zach, an iced coffee, mm, big, they have the big iced coffee and really good. So thumbs up for ocean Love city it. coffee company. Um, I, you know, since we're, since we're talking non-football right now, just real quick, have you, have you done Barbenheimer yet? No. No, no, I haven't. I, movies are not really. Oh, uh, you're not a movie guy? Oh, okay. No, no, I love movies. We just. Oh, you have a kid, yeah. Getting a baby. <laughs> it's probably going to be like a, I, a Barbenheimer stream situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw Barbie. I haven't been able to see Oppenheimer yet. Three hours at the theater is hard to like segment out for me these days because I'm just busy. But I saw Barbie. I was a fan. My girlfriend wasn't as much of a fan until she did enjoy it. And I really want to see. I've been trying to see Oppenheimer. I thought about maybe even seeing it while I'm in Spartanburg, but. I want to see it in IMAX and it's always sold out. Um, Ryan Gosling was amazing in Barbie. That guy should win an Oscar for that award. And Margot Robbie was awesome. It was a, it was a really funny movie. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm a big movie guy. So I'm, I'd happily talk about movies every episode on this show if people wanted that. Right, we can add that feature as we go. Yeah. Uh, movie review. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait till the movie's been out for three months if you want to spoil it. <laughs> well, and I, there's a t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that just came out and has really good reviews. And I kind of want to see it because it looks like it has some uh, Into the Spider-Verse vibes. So oh, there you anyway. go. So I was I traveled a bunch in July for work. Um, so I had a bunch of flights. So I used it to like catch up on Marvel. I'm so far behind on oh, all the Marvel nice. movies. So I got through a good amount of that. What are you up to? It's good. Um, well, I'm bu- so the Spider movies, Spider-Man movies aren't only the first one. Only the first new one is available on mm. Disney+. Plus. Oh yeah, because um, it's there. Yeah, it's not but the last one I watched was the Doctor Strange multiverse movie, hmm. which is a little disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing. There's a lot. I was very hyped about that one going in, um, and was a little like I think it looks better on rewatch. But yeah, the this MCU since Endgame has been a little bit of a struggle. Is what I, was uh, I did really enjoy um, Hawkeye the show. Hawkeye was fun. Didn't love the ending. That was a lot was of fun. fun. Uh, it was weird no, no. watching it in July because it's this whole like holiday. I would vibe, say, I sh- I'd say, uh, Secret Invasion is one of my least favorite Marvel things that has come out. Yeah, I haven't done that. Very much dislike that. <laughs> and the, the Marvels, I think, is the next thing coming out. The trailer looks good, but I'm pessimistic based on everything that's happening. Although Loki season two also comes out soon, and Loki season one. I did was, watch Loki season one. That was one of my favorite things in the entire series. So there you go. That's yeah, the movie corner. With All right, everybody's out. caught up on the movies. <laughs> Shockingly, the numbers of people that are watching us live right now has dipped a little bit. But I feel like the real, <laughs> the real can't wait hardcores. Hey, we got to fill time. Yeah, see, we got people jumping in. Big Blue Knights says WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision, WandaVision and Hawkeye were both both really good. Um, 
Cool. All right, that'll do it. We're going to be back next week. Um, I don't know what day yet. What's the schedule for the Jets? How does that shake out? What do you for think? For next week, uh, so they're off on Monday. They have a regular practice Tuesday, uh, joint practice with the Bucks on Wednesday and thir- Thursday, I think. Let's do Thursday because yeah. I'm traveling Wednesday. All right. Yeah, we should be able to do that. So we'll cool. plan for Thursday, guys, unless the Jets All right, we'll be back. Cook. Um, thank you to Marissa for joining the chat. Um, if you want to produce the audio version of this podcast, Marissa, feel free. I can just file over to you. Um, but, um, otherwise, uh, we'll get her on here soon. Actually speaking, uh, maybe we'll get to meet the baby on the air. We'll see. Mm. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in and we will uh, talk to you again soon on the can't wait podcast.